Hey beautiful people, you are listening to Limitless Faith Life Growth, the podcast dedicated to growing together in the Lord as young people of our generation. I'm your host Ifeanyua Moronike and each week we tackle topics which help us navigate this Christian walk and be the best version of ourselves that God has called us to be. Let's get into it guys. Hey guys, today we are joined by a very special guest, Karen Atakora. She's our guest for today's episode. She's first and foremost a woman of God, an influencer, a YouTuber, podcast host of Welcome to the Kingdom podcast and the owner of the Death to Self clothing brand. I really enjoyed our conversation. I learned so much and I pray you guys learned a lot too. If this episode is a blessing to you, which it will be by the grace of God, and you'll learn a lot, then you can keep up with her content on her Instagram, which is at Atakora, three A's, A-T-A-K-O-R-A-A-A, and that's the same on TikTok. You can also listen to her podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and that is Welcome to the Kingdom podcast. And on her Instagram, her podcast and Instagram is at WTTK podcast. All right, guys, let's get into the episode. Hey, guys, we're back today with another episode, and this time I am joined by a very special guest. I mean, I got this guest simply by faith, and it worked all glory to God. And so I'm so happy to introduce Karen Atakora. Karen, would you quickly introduce yourself? I'd love for you to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, my name is Karen um, with two R's, which I think is funny. Um, I (laughs) was born and raised in Ghana, moved to the United States when I was 12 or like 11, 12-ish. And I, yeah, I just kind of assimilated to life there and fell in love with social media along the way. So I started my YouTube channel, um, the same name, Karen Adokora, and it was just about me documenting my life, everyday thoughts and opinions and things. And in the summer of 2021, I started the Debt to Self series, which was me documenting the process of giving my life to God and becoming born again. And with that, I started a podcast also called Welcome to the Kingdom and a clothing brand called Debt to Self. So, and now I live in New York City and yeah, it's been a blast so far. So I'm just still documenting life with God as I navigate, you know, being in your 20s and a big city and figuring life out and all of that. Thank you so much. You mentioned the YouTube channel. How I actually found out about Karen was also through her YouTube channel. And funnily enough, I found out about her YouTube channel before, you know, the the Death to Self series and the things that she's doing currently now. But what really attracted me to her YouTube channel was that she was just a very fun, bubbly person, a very inviting personality. I would watch her videos where she would have like, you know, group interviews with people. And this is also at a time where I was at a very different level with my spiritual journey. And then a few years later, and I saw her on my For You page again, or I don't know if it's called For You page on YouTube, but I saw her on my... <laughs> okay, thank you. Recommended page. And I said, well, this is the girl that I used to love her content. You know, she's making Christian content. That's crazy. And I fell in love with her page all over again. Listen to the podcast as well. Welcome to the Kingdom has been, have been following her journey. And that's why I thought I knew this would be a, an amazing person to have to discuss the death to self journey someone that has been through the process is continually going through the process because i don't believe we you know we just die to self once 
but um, is going through the process of death to self. And I would just love for you to share that journey. And I'm so happy to see the things that have come out of it as well, the clothing brand and the podcast and so many other things you're doing and inspiring people to also do as young people. So that's just so amazing. I hope we learn something. I will learn something and you guys as well will also learn something from this episode. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's go straight into the questions. Um, can you give us insights on your death to self journey? What prompted you into going into this journey? Mm, yeah, I, I think it was one more year left of college. And at that time, I was like living and breathing YouTube. It was all I thought about and wanted to do. And that summer, I kind of found myself just striving and striving and striving um, whether it was for like more likes or views or people to like me, I don't know. I just really, I really loved, you know, attention mm. and all these kind of shallow things I would measure myself by and measure myself worth with, which was like, yeah, how many views I was getting and how many people were messaging me, how many comments and all these things. And it just was never enough. Like I was always striving and striving for more and more and more. And I was just growing tired and weary also, because I feel like when you, you know, find your identity in something that is so fleeting, mm. so man-made and so not what you should be finding your identity yeah. in, you, you feel empty because you don't really know who you are and, and who I was was just shaped by other people's opinions of me. So I was just like getting up every day and doing the whole grinding thing. But then I'd go back to bed and I still felt like something was off, something was missing. And at that time too, I was smoking weed a lot. I would mm. like, I would smoke like every single day, multiple times a day because I just needed that. I needed to kind of go outside of myself a little bit and mm. just like, escape whatever emptiness I was feeling inside and randomly one day I I don't know I, I felt God pulling me slowly and slowly during that time and it started with like I would listen to like one sermon you know and then another and another and I was like okay I mean I've been Christian all my life I haven't really lived godly mm -hmm. in the past couple of years but I know that there's God and I know that I pray to him sometimes and he comes through for me, but I wasn't really just walking with him. And I, I became very anxious, very just in despair almost all the time, like thinking the worst thoughts about myself. And I had a revelation where it was like, okay, God made me. And if God made me, then he knows exactly what I'm supposed to do and exactly how my life should go. Like he's planned it out for me. So it's not really my job to be in bed, like tossing and turning, mm -hmm. trying to make something of myself or feel good about myself. Like yeah. God already has the plans for me, but it really dawned on me that like, in order for me to know these plans, I would need him by my side. Right. And it was it was just one thought after another after another was like, okay, if 
I need him by my side constantly to tell me what to do because he's the only one that knows what I should be doing. Then I need to be, I need to, I need to rid myself of sin, which is, it's not even something that you can do only by God's grace, but I, I, I realized I needed to walk holy because God is holy. And the only way that God is going to walk with me every single day is if I am walking righteously. So it was just kind of that train of thought that was like, huh, maybe, maybe I need to change. <laughs> maybe I need to start walking righteously so that the God who made me can be next to me all the time and tell me what to do. Cause I'm done figuring it out by myself. And yeah, it was just a random thought. I didn't really look much into it, but I was like, mm, that's a good idea. Walking righteously. Like that'd be great if that happened. And I kind of forgot about it. And then randomly one day or one night in the middle of June, I, I got woken up. I felt like someone shook my leg almost. Mm. And I woke up. It was like 4 a.m. And it was as if like some something in the world had shifted where I saw everything completely differently. Like I just woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, oh, whoa. Wow. Like everything looked different to me it was it was very interesting and and it just yeah it almost seemed like you know when people say the veil has been lifted yeah 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 their eyes yeah it was exactly like that and I was like like wow like I think I understand life now and I and I just woke up with the knowledge that life was light versus dark mm. And I needed to choose the light. And then I, that morning, I just like tossed away like all of my substances, like my weed mm. things, like the pens and the blunts and everything mm. and deleted all social media. And, and I was like, wow, like I actually, I think I know the meaning of life now and, yeah. and God is the only thing that matters. And yeah, it was just like an overnight thing, to be honest. And and then I was advised by a friend to document it on my YouTube channel that I had already had. And yeah, so then I started documenting it and I think God gave me the name and people really resonated with it. So that's about that. Yeah, I love hearing the story of your journey because as you said, like it was something that you couldn't do alone. And what yeah. tends to happen is you feel this empty void. You know that there is a missing piece to your life and you do everything to pursue so many other things, you know, drugs, sex, fame, so many other things to try and fill the void that only God can fill in one's life. And it's really by the grace of God that we come to the understanding of him because some people can go through their entire lives or go through years of their life and they're having these signs that, you know, Holy Spirit is knocking on their door and they just refuse to open the door. So the fact that you responded to the call is by the grace of God and just shows how much God loves us and how much he desires for us to come to him and to die to these things that really they're not filling the void. Sometimes they feel like that temporarily 
the fact the way you did it just shows your level of discipline because for some it's not so easy it takes years for you to drop you know the drugs or to drop you know for some people it's people that are in their lives that are just sucking the desire to know god so it's much more difficult for them to leave those relationships or to leave those things that they're trying to use to fill the void as you said it was one thing for you to know the existence of god but you really got to know god when you started to draw closer to him and to draw closer to god you have to drop the things that are hindering your communication with him your connection to him your spirituality yeah it's just an amazing thing to see that it is possible for people out there who feel like i've been in this lifestyle for too long it is possible for you to leave. It just does take discipline. It takes grace of God, tapping into the grace of God and just doing it. Like you just have to do it, <laughs> make the decision and do it. Yeah. I, I have to say too, I, I definitely did the whole dance with God for a while because like I said, I felt like he had been calling me for yeah. a little bit and it would be like, you know, one sermon every couple of weeks, I would listen to something. Yeah. But yeah, so... um. I was doing the whole dance where I was like, okay, God, like, if you give me this thing, I will stop smoking. Mm. If you give me this thing. So it was just a back and forth. And I was waiting for him to do something in Mm. order for me to surrender. But it took surrendering first. Mm. Like, he's already done whatever there is to be done, which was die on the cross and give us access to happily ever after in heaven like genuinely taking up all our sins and all our burdens like that's that's the most important and biggest thing he could ever do so for me to be like i will fully surrender to you if you maybe i don't even know what i was bargaining with him for but it might have been silly little things like oh i want this video to like hit this many views or I Mm. want a boyfriend like if you do that then I will stop smoking but like he'd already done the best thing he could do for me and it just needed I needed to be the one to surrender first or like to surrender at all yeah Um, yeah I love the fact that what you said about surrendering first that we don't almost we expect God to give us certain things for us to go to him or to seek him when really he's done everything already, the fact that we're alive, for the fact that he's given us life, he's given us salvation, the gift of, you know, rebirth is already enough. And anything else he gives us is simply because he's a gracious and loving father. So yes, I really love that point. Okay, so um, for those people who are hearing this term for the first time, can you just explain what it means to die to self? Yes. Um, I came across it, I think it's either... John, somewhere in John, somewhere in Galatians, but the concept of, and I think Paul says it too. I think Paul's the one that says it in Galatians, but the concept of dying to yourself is, is very prominent in in the Bible because Mm -hmm. when, when you decrease, then God increases inside of you. So I don't even know that I was, I don't even know that I was really thinking about the biblical aspect of death to self when I named the series that wow. I think I was, I was mainly thinking about like the fact that I am deleting social media, my number one vice and the fact that I'm throwing away all these substances that I'm smoking, my number two vice Yeah. to me, that like death, like, it felt like I was killing myself, yeah. 
you know, physically, I, I didn't understand how I could live without any of these things, but I knew that God was calling me to get rid of them and not social media forever, but yeah. just in that brief time and also secular music and mm, my desire one. to be in a relationship, all these movies that I loved watching, just all of these worldly things that in the blink of an eye, one night I woke up and I realized they needed to be gone. That morning, I just spent it crying to my mom because I I knew that I could never go back. And that really hurt me yeah. um, naively because I loved those things. And I it, it seemed like I needed them in my life. Like I couldn't imagine not smoking right when I wake up, like as crazy as it sounds. Mm. So that felt like death to me and so that's why i called it death to self because it felt like i was i was killing who i was for something greater and then and then that's when i even discovered the the biblical meanings and the verses that talk about dying to self like i think people had commented the scriptures in my youtube comments like oh this series title reminds me of this scripture and I was like oh wow it's actually like even in the bible that it will feel like death (laughs) Um, and but yeah it just laying your life down and giving it to God and that's that's where it came from Hmm, I love that and there was this um, aspect that you discussed of feeling like you needed those things and when you began the journey of dying to self realizing that these things were vices and things coping mechanisms but they weren't the cure and um, there's an aspect you were discussing um, Galatians and I believe it could be Galatians 5:24, where it says you know when you have to those who are now in Christ they have to crucify the flesh with its passions and its desires so when you're dying to self you're dying to the desires of the flesh and the things that your flesh is feeding on things that you think you need to sustain you when really it's only Christ that can sustain you. And when you're coming to Christ, you have to die to flesh, to die to the things of the world, die to your worldly desires. And it's painful. I mean, the term death is not a fun term. (laughs) It's a very difficult thing to die to anything, but you have to go through that process to live again, to resurrect. The resurrection has to happen. So death must happen for resurrection to happen. The same way Jesus Christ died and rose again, we too have to die to something, to sin, to our old life and rise again in Christ. And that's basically the process. So for those of you guys who are hearing this term for the first time, that's basically death to self. That's what it means. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. So yes, on this journey, what were some of the struggles you faced and how did you overcome them? Yes, great question. Um, Honestly, I will say during that summer, like I was in such a like Jesus bubble. Mm. I secluded myself from everyone. I, you know, I deleted social media, but I was still, you know, posting on, on Instagram, I know on YouTube because I I was documenting this, but I wasn't going on anything. I was just recording and uploading and shutting my computer off. And it was just me, Bible, sermons, church. Like I really dove all in it was a complete 180 and it was so intense but 
but I loved it. And mm. a lot of times I'm like, I just wish I could go back into that summer because it was so beautiful and I, I didn't feel anything. Like it was just me and God and I, I didn't see anything else, right? And and I think my biggest struggle was thinking that that would last forever mm. and that once you are in Christ, like it will always be able to, you will always have that intimacy. You will always have that bubble around you where you only eat, breathe, think God. Mm. But then I, I went to college, you know, cause it was in the summer school started again in the fall. And I did not realize how hard it was to maintain that Jesus bubble on a campus mm. because I, I was in my bedroom in my mom's house that whole summer. So I didn't need to talk to anybody. I didn't need to go anywhere. And I was able to dedicate every single day to God. And going back to school, just seeing seeing things, like going back to school and realizing, oh, wow, like, yeah, people are still in the world. Like, just because you, you went through this transformation doesn't mean all of your friends yeah. did as well. So I went back to campus, a completely different person, but all my friends were the same. Yeah. And all the things that, like, everything had stayed the same, but I was changed. And it was, it was hard to navigate because, you know, my friends want to hang out and they want to do the same things that we used to do. And people are inviting me to the things that, you know, they know I love. Like, duh, you know, they didn't even think twice about yeah. it. So, you know, jokes and the way they they spoke, which was the same way I was speaking with them a couple months prior, right? They, they didn't understand that I had changed so drastically. And I also didn't understand how anybody could not see what I was seeing because I had seen the world so differently that it was crazy to think that nobody else was seeing the world the same way. And so just changing my routines, changing the people that I spent time with, changing, it became very, you know, a little bit lonely. Mm. And so I struggled a lot with that and also feeling like people thought I was maybe a bit like standoffish or rude or just like, oh, you think you're better than us now or that kind of thinking. Um, so yeah, going back to school was definitely one of the challenges that I, I faced, but I, I got to know like the Christian organizations on campus and started, started going there for the first time ever and actually being like, okay, yeah, there are people on this campus that that see the world the way that I do now. And then even now to just hardships and things like that, that I thought, I thought I was free from hardship. I thought I was free from suffering or anything bad ever happening to me. Um, but no hardships arise. And I feel like spiritual warfare is even more real when you give your life to Christ. Right. So even that alone is like another thing that I didn't anticipate is that like, Oh, I still will have hard times. Like I didn't think that was possible, mm. but here I am. And 
and now you know the hard times we can go through them with Christ but but it's not like you're not going to never suffer again like in fact the Bible even says like we are going to suffer because Christ suffered yeah so coming to terms with that fact too was a little bit of a challenge yeah thank you so much where you mentioned that you were in this like bubble and I think a lot of people can relate to that when you first start off your Christian walk especially if you start off you know as you said in a secluded space or time and it's almost like the honeymoon phase of Christianity where everything's butterflies and rainbows and you know you'll, you'll, you mm-hmm. just feel the love of God and you just feel so good and then um, reality I guess or outside of that bubble kicks in and you realize oh wait no one else is going through this journey with me my friends are still the same my school campus is still the same everyone around me is still the same and sometimes you expect them to change because you're going through the change in fact you hope for them to change but that's just not how it works and we know that as believers we are in the world we're not of the world you can still be around these people you may still be around these people but there is an element that you are now detached from them it's not the same as before these are still people that you care about that you love but you can't connect with someone on the same level once you've gone through that spiritual journey because God is transforming you. And as God is transforming you, he's transforming your mindsets. He's transforming your speech. He's transforming your desires. He's transforming, you know, the music list you, that, that you prefer. He's transforming the clothes you like to wear. Just so many things begin to change. And when people around you are not keeping up with that change, you will feel the effect because you just no longer attached to that lifestyle anymore. But then there's another thing that Paul mentions that we can't leave the world. Although we want to separate ourselves from people of the world, we can't actually leave the world. So we have to learn how to be Christians, love God, seek him, do the things of God, um, surrounded by unbelievers. And I think that's the kind of process that is also part of the death to self death to self journey, although it's not easy, but it is a necessary process because as I said, we're in the world, we're not of the world. So yeah, those struggles are, are very valid, especially um, concerning your friends. A lot of people, what they struggle with is leaving their friends, people that they've known for years and they've connected and there's a genuine love for these people. But you realize me being in this circle of friends is deteriorating my spiritual growth and separating from those kind of friends can be very hard. Sometimes there are some seasons where maybe God is even calling you to evangelize or to speak to them or to, and then there are some times when God is telling you to disconnect, to literally die to relationships. And that is hard, but it's sometimes necessary. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, thank you for sharing that aspect of your story. All right, so yeah, were there any fears you had on this journey, you know, getting to know God and starting your Christian journey? Were there any fears you had or still have? And then how were you able to overcome them? I think a lot of fears, like, rooted from what my identity was to what it now became. So I had a lot of fear about the platforms that I had built, like, how were people going to react to you know i'm still thinking about social media you can see that how are people going to you know react to this transformation like am i going to lose views and followers and things that and that fear came really way after like when i was in the jesus bubble that summer i i could care less what anybody thought or I couldn't care less what anybody thought. Yeah. I I just wanted to talk about God every single day. Um, but you know, we once once you're out and about and in the world and you have to get back to business and 
YouTube is my job or social media is my job, you know, quote unquote. So yeah, it was like, how are brands going to react? How are people going to react? Am I going to be making the same amounts? Like livelihood in yeah. question and just like all these things, because once you proclaim, I think, I think there's a lot of rise in Christian content this year alone yeah, yeah. and even 2022 and i it's amazing to see um but in 2021 it kind of was it was not as heard of i feel um and we thank tiktok for that for like bringing the christian youth together mm. but i think when i started it 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 was like yeah are you sure you really want to proclaim jesus as much as you're doing like it was it was a very like uh kind of thing but yeah that was that was one of my only one of my main fears was like how it was going to affect the platform that i built but god really took me through a process of when i said death to self like i also meant death to what you think these channels or this, these platforms are, are to you. And I brought you that audience. And if you are changed, like, why don't you think I can bring you a new audience? Right, one that right. resonates with you and one that, one that understands and, and, and one that you're here to serve because now your platform is ministry. So mm. who cares who's watching you are you are doing something purposeful and you're doing what I've called you to do and so death to self also means death to the old you and everything that comes with it yeah. and if that means people and numbers and brands then death to all of that too like you know it's all encompassing and and you don't expect to be new and still the same way that I was new and still not able to really connect with my like old friends or people that I was surrounded with. That's the same reason why an audience that maybe loved what I was doing, if they are not resonating with that, that is fine as well. Like you're called to serve a different purpose now. Um, so yeah, that was, that was one of my, one of my main fears. And I, I can't think of, I can't think of another one. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's fine. That in itself, I think there's so much to learn from that because sometimes you believe that, okay, God, you're calling me out of this. So you're calling me to, into a different direction. I expect you to bless this the way I expect you to, you know, you're telling me, okay, you want me to do more Christian content on YouTube, then I expect more followers. I expect more likes. I expect, you know, because I'm in your will, right? I should be blessed because I'm doing your will. I deserve to be blessed almost. And you came to the realization that, you know, even if I don't get the views, even if I don't get it, as long as I'm in your will, I'm content. As long as I am doing what you want me to do, not necessarily what I want to do or fulfilling my desires or my flesh, again, dying to self and living for the will of God then I'm okay. And it can be difficult. I understand why that would be a fear because as you said, there was a, t a season where your podcast just like, I'm sorry, your uh, YouTube channel like blew up. And I remember that season because I think that's when I started watching on YouTube when you started doing like some of these um, like high school or college interviews. And then God's yeah. like, eh, I'm going to take this route and 
typically Christian content is not the most popular content out there right now, <laughs> but it, it's the kind of content that will fulfill the desire of the Lord. And that's what is more important. When you die to self, you're not, you're dying to the followers and the likes and the things and you're living for the will of God. And as you said, I think this season is really, I heard of the YouTuber, um, what's his name? Gideon? Gion? I don't remember his name. Okay, Gideon, Gideon, I think that's his name. Um, I don't know him really well, but he was this big YouTuber, had millions of followers, and he just came to Christ, and his views started dropping, and he said, you know what, that's what I'm going to do. You have people like um, Angela White, who used to be Black China, who left everything, the hundreds of millions of dollars she was making on OnlyFans to seek God. And you realize this sacrifice is a lot, but what you are gaining is so much more. To the world, it may not seem the same, because you may not be getting the same money, you may not be getting the same amount of fame or the same amount of recognition, but what you get is God. You get God, and that is bigger than anything or any money or any kind of followership. And, you know, we just thank God for giving us the grace to know him beyond these things that we thought were our source of joy and source of purpose. He's the ultimate purpose. So, yeah, I think that's that's an amazing thing. And that takes a lot of strength and a lot of determination in seeking God. And that just shows that if you really want to see God, you have to die to everything that he doesn't want you to have behind and there are also situations where you don't have to leave everything behind completely. You can, for some people, if you have a YouTube channel or a platform that used to, you know, promote secular content, you can always come to Christ. I mean, if God is leading you in that direction. So yeah, thank you so much. I really love that answer. And this is going to be a quite an honest question. Was there, because I know I've asked this question to some Christians and they'll be like, oh, you know, there's nothing, you know, now I'm in Christ. And then when you get down to it, you realize, oh, wait, there's a few things that I think I, I miss, but... God is helping me overcome or he's helping me reroute my desires. But was there anything that you missed about your old life? Yeah. Um, is there anything I missed? Um, I think there's like two, uh, two answers with this. Yeah. Um, on the surface level, I really missed my old playlist. <laughs> I was like a Spotify playlist connoisseur. Like, all the playlists and the concerts and i used to love lil uzi for some reason mm. and like we shared the same birthday so i Aww. used to be like oh I, I love uzi i feel so connected to him and i just knew every single word of every single like song and and so a little a little part of me was like oh i wish i could I could listen to that music the same anyway. There's so much conviction now if I even try yeah, to listen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't even listen to, I can't listen to more than one song or even get through a song without feeling so much conviction. And I and then it brings me back to a time where I was just blasting music like that on drives and being able to jam and vibe and and yeah, so a little part of me once in a while was like, Oh, I wish I could I could hear this music and enjoy it the same way but i know that it's for a greater purpose so i'm not even gonna try and bring that back and then i i would say the second answer to that is i think going through such a major transformation and even titling it death to self now i can see what god wanted me to lay down mm. but in the beginning i thought it meant everything yeah so i lost a lot of you know my hobbies like i i, I love fashion still mm. and i 
used to really be into fashion and I thought that it meant that I couldn't post fashion content. Mm-hmm. I thought everything is vanity, like <laughs> cancel everything else and and because of that thinking a little bit, I even I stopped posting you know, fashion content, I changed, like, my profile picture to, like, a blank screen. I'm like, no more selfies. Selfies <laughs> are bad. Like, who cares what I look like? It's all about God. Like, all these things. And and slowly that was kind of chipping away at, at the things that I enjoyed to do that were not harmful at all. Yeah. It could be harmful. You could get to a point where, like, you're that you're idolizing how you look and and how people you know perceive you so I understood that and I think maybe it did take a little bit of putting everything down to pick up the pieces again and be like okay this is this is good I want to keep and this is bad I don't want to take back um but I felt that I was losing a little bit of my personality and it's something that I, I feel like I'm recently honestly very very recently fighting to get back because like you had mentioned earlier I was very bubbly yeah. and talkative yeah. and just so bright and I think realizing the dark versus light in this world it really took a toll on on me and it it, it felt so heavy that I, I really lost that bubbly and exciting and like fun part of myself because I was so burdened with, yeah. with how evil this world is. And, and I was trying to be very cautious of what I said and, and how I came across online. Um, but on, up until very recently that someone was like, yo, like, what happened to you? And it's like, yeah, I mean, God sh- coming into Christ shouldn't make me sad and moody and pensive all the time. Like, I can still be fun and bubbly and open. So that's something that I'm reconciling. Hmm. I really like your answer because I can relate with that as well, um, especially about music. I used to love um I used to love certain artists um especially rap music. I liked Cardi B, I liked Nicki Minaj, I liked Chris Brown. I really loved just R&B in general. Maybe not like heavy um grime or like trap or whatever, but I loved R&B. And I it was difficult at first detaching from it because of, you know, it was mostly even the beats. I wouldn't even say it was the lyrics. I just loved the groove and the beats yeah. of it and the vibe it gave. Yeah. And I had to channel that into Christian music because one thing you realize, these are genres of music. There is still Christian R&B. There is still Christian rap. There's still Christian genres of this um, hip hop and Afro beats because I love Afro beats as well. And so I started listening to songs which, although they may have that beat, lyrics were edifying. They would teach me something. They would encourage me. They they would praise God. And um, what you were saying as well about just having to, to let go of almost aspects of your life that you didn't even realize you could hold on to because sometimes it can be such a drastic change and you feel like even things that are good you don't realize that even sorry even things that satan can use god can also use the same way satan is using the music industry god is using the christian music industry so the same way satan is using the fashion industry god can also use the fashion industry and he can use you 
or anyone listening to this to use the fashion industry. It's something I always say, um, I always quote the area in Exodus where they, um, God had given um, Oliab and another person the spirit to create beautiful things and to just things for his temple. He gave them the spirit to basically do art, to be designers, to be creatives. So it's a gift. Being a creative is actually a gift, but channeling it into the things of God is where you maximize the gift. You know, making money is good, but when you're not using the purpose of the gift the way the giver of the gift expects you to use it, you will not feel fulfilled. There will always be something lacking, but the gift itself isn't a sin. The gift is actually a beautiful thing. It just has to be channeled well. And so, and then the other aspects you mentioned about you know, your personality changing, you know, sometimes when you go through a drastic change, it takes a toll on your entire mindset and it can sometimes almost be like you disconnect completely from the world and go into this bubble that that kind of keeps you secluded. It keeps you secluded and it can make you quite calm and quite to yourself and lose an aspect of that loud, bubbly person. And sometimes you just have to reconnect with that side, but just, as I said, in the right way, in a godly way. You know, if you're going to be a loud, bubbly person, let it be edifying. Let it, you know, be in a way where you're making people feel joy. You're making people feel encouraged. You're not using the energy to argue or fight or cause issues but you're using that same energy to just show love and make people happy make people laugh make people smile so i think quite a lot of people can actually resonate with that as well it is a lot it is a lot dying to self as i said it's not the term isn't easy but it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing and that's why i want to go right to the next question which is what do you love most about your christian journey yeah <laughs> these are very very good questions that make me think <laughs> What do I love most about, oh, you know what? Actually, I was going to make a TikTok about this recently. Oh. So I I came across like this girl who had posted her, actually, I her name is Emma May. She's okay. a white girl in the US. Yeah, she, I've heard of her. Yeah, right. Yeah. And she used to post videos really way back maybe like eight seven years ago and it was like my morning routine with jesus and i remember i would i i my sister and i watched that and we were just dying because she looked so like ridiculous (laughs) she was like i read my bible before my feet even touch the floor and i dance in my bedroom with jesus and i was like everyone in the comments is like what is wrong with this girl right and then recently i came across her now that i'm i'm born again i completely understand where she's coming from now and then i came across she just gave birth so i came across her like birth story and she was just talking about how like this birth story um really showed her the goodness of god and I really reflected on that because I was like, there was a point in my life where seeing this caption, even like just seeing this caption alone, I would have thought, what does God have to do with you giving birth? Yeah, like, yeah. And, and to any other person, she probably seems as ridiculous as she seemed to me yeah. when I was in high school and didn't understand. But now I I love seeing people so devoted for God and and being able to relate and I love looking weird like I love (laughs) looking ridiculous and weird and strange to 
everyone else it's like it's something i actually really enjoy like i want people to think i'm crazy yeah yeah i want people to think i want people to think i'm i'm completely mad and i've lost it mm. with the way that i talk about god and and i i find joy in knowing that like some people may think that i'm weird but other christians will completely understand and be with me so that kind of like solidarity yeah yeah we have as christians knowing that like we get each other and we don't need anybody else to get us yeah like i i just love that <laughs> yeah it is so beautiful when you're in a christian yeah. community and all of you guys you have such a passion f- to love the Lord so boldly and you can relate. There's a song that actually came to my mind as you said that and it's in Pigeon, Nigerian Pigeon. It says, um, nobody say I did praise, now God I did praise, which is, don't say I'm crazy, I'm praising God. And whenever they sing that song in church, everyone's jumping, everyone is like kind of acting crazy, but like you're praising <laughs> God and you just feel so good that these are my people, that we can, we understand this. And it is such a beautiful yeah. thing, getting to know God, getting to know a community of God being crazy in love with God, being the first person you talk to in the morning, the last person you talk to at night. It is a beautiful yeah. thing. It really is a beautiful thing to have that, you know, that crazy love for God. I was going to say, like, yeah, recently my church in New York City did this, like, 12-hour praise thing wow. in the middle of Times Square. Wow. And they blocked a session in the middle of Times Square, and it was just 12-hour, like, praise and worship and so we're in the middle of Times square like jumping singing like singing to god and you know it's Times square like that's where everybody all the tourists are like everybody's just roaming about and just seeing people look at us like what is going on with them it was so fun that's that's amazing i've never like been to america but i've seen Times square countless of times like on tv so it's to be there 12 hours praising god that just shows the passion that shows the love the boldness like unashamedly in love with god and nothing's gonna make me calm down about it so i love that that's such an amazing thing so the last question is there any last message that you have for the viewers for the listeners anything god is just laying on your heart it can be related to what we're talking about unrelated just anything god is laying on your heart to tell the listeners today okay yeah i what comes to mind is something that I shared. I was in, I was at Bible study last night and we were talking about fear. So it's still like fresh on my, mm. fresh on my mind. And so the concept that fear or like, cause, cause you know, a lot of us were going through transitions constantly mm. and it can be scary. Like I'm about to get married soon. Yes. I'm scared. I'm very terrified of that whole concept because I haven't seen marriages work out in Mm. my life Mm. personally and so it just like a marriage that is going to work out is like a concept to me that is new and strange and and so yeah there's a lot of fear on that but um my fiance was telling me yesterday which I we were talking about in bible study like Fear is a false sense of focus. Mm. And that's usually when we're scared of something, it's usually fear of man, mm. fear of what a man can do, fear of manly things and human things and worldly things. But if we exchange that fear of man and make it a fear of God, 
then the fear of God overpowers it where like instead of us being scared of what can happen or what a man or like a human being can do or what an institution, a job, mm. friends, whatever, fear of that, if we exchange it for the fear of God and and holding him to a high esteem and that reverence of like, wow, he's holy and good and having that intense fear of God will overpower any fear that we have of of ourselves and our worldly things. So just a food for thought. <laughs> mm, I love that because I love the way that it was related to fear of man. There's a verse, Proverbs 29, 25, that says, fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Where you have such a fear of the things that man can do that it's a trap to you. It's a cage of bondage. But in Christ, there is safety. In God, there is safety. But you can only enter the safety of Christ when you drop the fear of man. You know, I, I watch your content. I love your content. And I've really been following your journey of you know getting engaged i saw you know where you guys talked about how you got engaged and how you met and it's just so many beautiful things and it's entertaining for us to watch but this is your life and yeah. it's a lot <laughs> and as you're saying i'm like yeah. wow you know she's a human being she she has fit and you've discussed the fears like on your channel which is what i love i love the rawness and the realness of the things that you go through but really there are so many things that happen in our lives that are there are so many unknowns what if what if and because as you said you know you haven't seen many examples of great marriages there's always the what if what if mine doesn't work out what if mine doesn't work out what if this something happens and in that is bondage because one thing you can allow it to do is keep you from getting married you can allow it to keep you from moving forward with yeah. your life that's the snare but whoever trusts in law in the law there is safety in that there is freedom in that there is peace contentment fulfillment in the bosom of god and keeping safe in the lord so Thank you so much for sharing that with us. If any of you guys are going through, because I believe, you know, anytime I ask guests this question, I believe there is someone that needs to hear this message. So if anyone is going through a season of fear, then just know that you have to let go of whatever person or thing is keeping you from freedom in Christ. All right. So um, thank you so much, Karen. Thank you so, so, so much. This episode has been a blessing to me and I know it will be a blessing to every single person that listens to it. I will put in her details concerning her podcast and her Instagram and her TikTok, all of her handles. I'll add that to the intro so you guys can check up on her, look at her content. She has amazing content, things that I'm sure you guys will be super interested in. So once again, thank you so much, Karen, for joining us and God bless you. Thank you so much. I, I had such a good time. Yeah, I had an amazing time as well. I'm so glad, so grateful. So yeah, guys, I will be with you guys next week for the next episode. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing week. Have an amazing month. Have an amazing year. Have an amazing 2023. Bye, guys. <laughs>